0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Generally, the NBA regular season in December does not give us very much to talk about. Or, in fact, anything to talk about. Hence, why Adam Silver went out of his way to create a reason for us to care in December. Hence, why ears puked all over the floor... To get not just us, but his own players to care about games in December. Which is why I absolutely love what happened last night in Milwaukee. Bucks Pacers in Milwaukee last night was such a freaking banger. Pure entertainment, laugh out loud antics. Laugh out loud. Pettiness through the roof, and I couldn't love it any more than I do. (laughs) Love to see it. Man, I do love to see it. Now, you may say that nobody looks all that great in this. I, however, say that everybody looks amazing in this. I love the spite. I love the spice. I love the drama. I love the petty. And for that reason, I don't think that anybody is wrong. I think everybody is in the right. I'm not picking a side here because I agree with everybody involved. Let me break it down in case you missed it. And in case you missed it, I'm sorry you missed it because it was awesome. Now, I'm not going to sit here and complain that Giannis scored a franchise record 64 points the wrong way. Even if points number 63 and 64 came on a breakaway tomahawk slam with 26 seconds left in a game that was very much over. I've got no issue with that. I have no issue with that dude putting an exclamation mark on a career night. Doesn't bother me at all. But it clearly pissed the Pacers off. Clearly, the entire historic performance from Giannis rubbed the Pacers the wrong way. I mean, they could have, you know, stopped him. But instead, what they chose to do... In fact, even better than guarding him and stopping him is what they ultimately decided to do. And that was abscond with the game ball. So Giannis scores a franchise and personal record on his own floor. Obviously, one wanted the Rock. But the Pacers made off with the game ball instead. Which I have to say, honestly, is some kind of middle school bullcrap. But honestly, I can't knock them for it. In fact, I love them for it, if that's what they did, because they deny it. But in the end, like what happened next is even so much better. Giannis demanded the ball. A Pacers staffer reportedly smirked, turned his back, and then headed down the tunnel with it. So Giannis did the only natural and reasonable thing to do at that point. He charged down the tunnel after his ball. Charged down the tunnel, dragging Bucks personnel behind him with fans looking on in shock. Man, I'm telling you, it was hilarious and goofy as hell and the best kind of weird. And it was only the beginning. Of all the weirdness and goofiness and absurdity and drama and petty. It just kept getting better and better and better. Because after all the dust had settled on that tunnel scrap, and there was that cooling off period, and all parties found their way to the podiums and the mics, it only got more awesome and more petty and even spicier. First, let's hear from my dude, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle has a side of the story because there are two sides. He was asked exactly why did his dudes run off with the game ball?
1: It was Oscar first NBA, official NBA point. So we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record. So we grabbed the ball and um, a, couple of, a couple of minutes later, Several of their players ended up in our hallway and there was a big a big uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call it a fracas and melee whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players um, and So he certainly has a bruised bruised rib and who knows, you know if it's Anything more than that, but um, unfortunate situation.
0: Hey, listen, for all I know, there is internal bleeding. He's got a lacerated kidney, a punctured lung. My man is the greatest. Rick Carlisle, man, put him in the Hall of Fame right now. I love this guy so much. I mean, where do I even start? First of all, regarding the fracas and melee... Two amazing words and perfect ways to describe exactly what happened. I just have never really heard the word, either of those words, pronounced like that before. Then again, uh, Melee, melee, whatever. Then again, if my man Rick Carlisle pronounces those words like that, then I guess I'm the one who's wrong, who's been pronouncing them all wrong for all these years because Rick freaking Carlisle is never wrong. If he says fracas and Melee, then it's a fracas and a melee. Fracas, uh, melee, melee, whatever. He's not wrong. Because you know what? When you get right down to it, a fracas and a melee, fracas, uh, melee are exactly melee. what happens when you snatch the game ball from a league MVP who just had a historic night in order to give it to Oscar Chibwe, who scored the first official point of his career. So, you're probably wondering, Where are you going with this, Rome? Who are you going to side with, Rome? Tough call. Tough call for me. And you know me, I hate to straddle the fence. I don't want to sit on the fence. But who do you give that game ball to? Giannis for his historic night? Or do you give it to Oscar for his historic night? Giannis had never scored that many points in a game before. Oscar, in fact, no buck had... And Oscar, and I should say Giannis, had never scored that many points in a game before. However, however, Oscar had never scored a single point in an NBA game before. Again, tough call. They both deserve the game ball. They're both entitled to the game ball. So who deserves it more? I'll tell you who. Whoever takes it. Whoever gets it. That's who. So I'm not going to take a side here, because nobody is wrong, and everybody is right, and I could not love this any more than I do. Man, you all know I love and respect Rick Carlisle, which is exactly why I find this so hilarious. Rick is sitting up there saying that they didn't even think about Giannis's record, and we're only thinking about Oscar's first career point. Man, that is such a genius troll. That is an incredible troll. Especially because this gets so much richer. I can barely even get it out. This gets so much richer because technically it wasn't even Oscar's first point. Oscar scored on Saturday night in Vegas in the in-season tournament final against the Lakers. But apparently that point does not actually count. It does not go in the record book as an official point. So the Pacers needed the game ball from last night for Oscar's first actual point. And somehow the Pacers want us to believe that Oscar's fake first point superseded Giannis making Bucks history in Milwaukee. Man, I am telling you, it is the ultimate troll job. Honestly, even the self-proclaimed petty king, Steph Curry, had to respect this petty level. Oh, and to that point, regarding the fact that Oscar's point in the ears in-season tourney, not counting, and you only had one point there too, if that doesn't count, then neither does the Lakers' in-season tourney, quote, championship. So the Lakers can just go ahead and cancel that bullcrap, ridiculous banner that they were going to fly for winning that ridiculous in-season tourney and their even more ridiculous parade that you know that they're planning. Because obviously none of it even happened. How do I know the league is not recognizing Oscar's point, which is why the Pacers ripped the rock in the first place. So if they're not going to recognize that point, they're clearly not going to recognize the Lakers, quote, championship. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family. And I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried rough beef in a bag nobody it's like eating an old shoe old trapper though is the real deal and it comes in four amazing flavors old-fashioned teriyaki peppered and hot and spicy so the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime anywhere grab some old trapper beef jerky look for it in the Clearview bag look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old trapper what's your beef Which, for the record, is a good thing because the Lakers deciding to fly a banner for it was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, especially from a once-proud organization like the L.A. Lakers. You don't believe me? Then take it from the legend, Kobe Bryant, who clearly saw this day coming. He saw this day coming, and he did everything he could to prevent it years ago when he said the following
1: franchise does not hang division banners (laughs) it does not hang conference championships (laughs) we hang one banner and one banner only and that's nba titles and you may not like it you may think it sucks you may think it's not great sportsmanship get over it it is what it is legend
0: champions for a reason my man legend man i miss that dude so much i miss that dude so much because if that dude were still around they wouldn't be doing stupid things like hanging banners for in-season tournaments that don't even count but, but, back to the fracas in Mile. Got to hear from Giannis, right? Giannis ultimately did wind up, and again, this is so good. It just keeps getting better. Giannis ended up with a game ball. Notice I said a game ball. Not necessarily the game ball. Because Giannis is suspicious as hell. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to
1: lie. I, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me.
0: It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Incredible. It, does, <laughs> it doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It feels like a new ball. I don't know, Giannis. Why? Just because it's still in the box with a price tag on it? And some intern just got it, picked it up from a sporting goods store? In an NBA store bag from the concession stand? How do you know? This is so amazing. So the Pacers eventually coughed up a ball. Giannis isn't convinced that it's the actual ball. But even better than that, Giannis went on to claim... I mean, This story never ends. This is amazing. Even, even after all of that, the fracas, the melee, Giannis on a dead sprint up the tunnel. <laughs> Giannis then claimed the game ball wasn't even supposed to be for him. He wasn't chasing it down for himself. He wanted it for Dame. Because Dame... Passed Kyle Korver last night for fifth in all-time three-pointers made. I mean, holy crap. Don't get me wrong. A very impressive feat. A very big deal. But come on, Giannis! You seriously want us to believe that you went charging down that tunnel, dragging grown-ass men behind you in a blind rage after scoring 64 because you wanted that ball for Dame? Bruh, really? That's about as believable as my man Rick Carlisle saying that they were not thinking about Giannis at all when they snatched that ball, and they only wanted to do it for Oscar to get his fake career first point honored. I'm telling you, this is incredible. Once again, you might say that nobody looks good here. Not me. I think everybody looks amazing. I think trolling... And pettiness like this is exactly what makes the NBA great. This is what makes the association the association. And I think getting this level of competitive trolling in December is exactly what the NBA needs. I love the Pacers feeling themselves and stirring the pot with the Bucks. More than anything else, I love the fact that I was able to open up. Not only open this show... But open this show with, frankly, a legendary rant about a midweek game in mid-December played in Wisco. So thanks to everybody. Big shout-outs to everybody. Giannis, my man, way to go. Rick Carlisle, thank you very much. Oscar Chibwe, thanks for subbing in garbage time and scoring that fake first point to spark this entire thing. Dame, thanks for being a part of this. And most of all, ears, I'm not thanking you. I'm just letting you know something. You don't need to puke all over the court to make things interesting in December. You just need some legit pettiness, trolling, and beef. Speaking of beef, I'm telling you, I'm out here selling my ass off. Y'all best get inspired Buy this beefing and start coming up in here with your beefs. Channel this beef energy. Get your beefs in early because we are, in fact, beefing at the top of our two. And I want that beef segment to be every bit as petty and spicy and dramatic and spiteful and weird as Bucks Pacers last night. Let's get it. Let's do this thing and wait for it. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. You know I'm talking about Steve Smith Sr. Steve. What's cracking, dude? How you living?
2: What's up, man? Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, dude. How you feeling? What's up? Not
2: much. I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Good, dude. Good. Everything's good. So, let me ask you, you got a matchup tonight, Steve, of five and eight teams. The Raiders hosting the Chargers. Unfortunately, Justin Herbert's been shut down for the rest of the year. He's got that broken finger. Antonio Pierce has gone two and three so far as interim head coach. Let me start right there, Steve. Do you think that Pierce is ready for that gig full-time, and do you think there's any way Mark Davis would give him the opportunity?
2: Well, uh, I'm not Mark Davis, uh, right, and and I'm not running that organization. Uh, To say, do I believe uh, Antonio Pierce is ready for that job? A first-time head coach in the NFL always believes he's ready. Uh, Antonio Pierce is also a former player. And it's about that action, as uh, Beast Mo would say. And he is a guy from Los Angeles. He's born um, in the inner city. So he's a grinder. He's not a daydreamer. See, daydreamers, um, I'll just cut to it. Daydreamers are like Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers, who has a lot of ideas. However, I do believe Antonio Piss is a chaser, where he wakes up about that action. He wakes up knowing and understanding what he needs to do and be a grinder. And daydreamers can imagine what it's like, but chasers are prepared and ready. Now, what makes it difficult for Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders and Mark Davis currently right now has to do with just not being a very good team. A lot of areas they thought they improved in, a lot of areas they thought they would be better, and they're not. And the record indicates it. It's tough. It's going to be tough sledding whoever gets the job but it also needs patience and a structure and understanding and a lower of expectations for the Raider fan base and also for the organizations to understand that uh, this is like coffee. Quality coffee is slow drip and you have to enjoy it and be prepared. It's not going to be instant and fast. That's why you pay a premium price for
0: good coffee. Dude, you, you can't pay. Hey, whatever it costs, it's worth it for good coffee, man. Bad coffee is the worst. Good coffee is the best thing there is. Where do you go to get your coffee?
2: Actually, I have a semi-automatic uh, coffee maker at the house, so I can get espresso double. Um, I can do my. Uh, what I also have a, uh, what a blender thing that i can do so i can uh you know blend foam a foamer all of that stuff so i do it at the house also too because those pods you never know the shelf life of those pods you you know once you grind coffee there there is a traditional shelf life so you can sometimes be using those pods and don't even know that you can be ingesting swallowing mildew so i just prefer to have that semi grinder uh, and semi automatic coffee maker because every time I have a fresh espresso, cappuccino, latte, uh, flat white, it's freshly ground. Now, I get, also get my uh, my beans from Europe because they have a different uh, threshold and what they're allowed to, how they clean them, how they um, do the beans is a lot different from the U.S. So, but uh, I I, sp- I spend premium money. For premium coffee.
0: Hell yes. I'm so glad I brought that up. My man, you are on one. Steve Smith Sr. is joining us. Hey Steve, let me stay in the division for a minute. The Chiefs are suddenly in a free fall, right? They've lost four of their last six. As one of the best receivers of your generation, what do you think when you see Kansas City's collection of wideouts this year?
2: I think the wideouts are pretty decent. I, I, I And I, How how can I say that by watching a football game? is. One, we've seen the assumption that Patrick Mahomes can fix everything shows you he can, but he also needs help. And you have, and what I mean, situational. You have situational situational wide receivers. Sky Moore, love the kid. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver at his role, which is being a guy who can play in the slot, not your number one or number two, possibly a number two, but a number three wide receiver where he can thrive in the slot, running uh, different type of routes. But wide receiver one or wide receiver two, as of today, he's not there yet. It's going to take him some time. The wide receiver one for this team is Travis Kelsey. Wide receiver two, he's growing and learning, is Rashid Rice. But after that, they have situational guys who the situation has deemed them to be in the starting lineup. However, their stats and their impact in the game doesn't give them what you believe the situation presents itself. The situation presents itself as number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. But you don't have that right now on a championship playoff, a high-expectation team, and so you're left feeling disappointed. You're left thinking you ordered a Sprite, and what did you get? Your taste buds and your palate is saying Sprite. But when you take a sip, it's water. And it throws you off a little bit. And that's, that's, what, that's what the wide receivers are for them right now. And it's okay if you're okay with it. But if you're not, guess what? It doesn't matter. That's what they are.
0: And hey, listen, if I order or I buy a bottle of Sprite and I crack that thing open and I drink from it and I get water, I'm pissed. I'm surprised and I'm pissed. You're right. That's yes. disconcerting, man. That, that ain't right.
2: It's not. But, you, I mean, you, or you get the Sprite or you get the, the carbonated drink and uh, the syrup is not there. It's just carbonation. It's a surprise. Right? That's what they are. I'm not saying this, that these players can't play. But they, you can't hope for a 1,000-yard receiver in a receiver who hasn't had a 1,000 yards yet.
0: Hey, Steve, what about a receiver who's good for maybe 2,000 yards? Like, the decision to let Tyreek Hill go to Miami looks even worse than it did maybe when it happened. A receiver has never won the MVP award. Miami's loss to Tennessee Monday is not going to help, but given the numbers he's put up and what he means to that team, should the Cheetah get MVP consideration?
2: Well, I'm a wide receiver, so I'm going going to throw my hat in there and say, heck yeah, he needs to. However, we all know the MVP – trophy the mvp status has always been coveted by a, by a quarterback and this league is 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 really built around quarterbacks whether you're a good quarterback or not when you're starting quarterback for any organization they use you are you are crystal you are the fine china so they put on the white gloves they put they they make sure that they keep you in mint condition unfortunately Every quarterback gets treated that way when they don't deserve to be treated that way. And sometimes you overpay for a product who underdelivers.
0: Steve, speaking of quarterbacks, how about your dude, Joe Flacco, throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns Sunday. How does this dude, I get different dude, experienced dude, but how does this dude just jump off the couch, come off the street, and ball out like this for a contender?
2: Because he understands uh, before the snap of the ball, he understands he's confirming where he's going versus some of these young guys are discovering where they're going with the football. Joe Flacco has been in this offense. Let me take you a little history. Kevin Stefanski was where prior to him getting head coaching job? That's for you, Jim.
0: Thanks, dude. Good looking out.
2: Where, no, where was he? Where, where, where was he at before he became the head coach of the Cleveland
0: Browns? Kevin Stefanski was yeah. with Baltimore. Or Vikings. No. Vikings. Vikings. V- Vikings. That's for you, Steve. Of Vikings. Co- offensive of consultant
2: and offense coordinator for the Vikings why Kef- uh, Kevin Stefanski
0: was there. Who was that? Give me that question one more time. Kevin Stefanski, when he was with the
2: Minnesota Vikings, they had an offensive consultant and then turned offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings why he was there Who was that individual?
0: Before Stefanski, the offense coordinator for the Vikings, was, was, wait for it, wait for it, you got me, you got me, I don't know. Gary Kubiak. Ah, of course. And where was Gary Kubiak
2: before he won a championship for the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning? Is with Steve the, Smith. the
0: Ravens? The Ravens,
2: yes. And so Joe Flacco confirming where he's going. He's been in this offense. He knows this offense like the back of his hand. And so what I said is he's confirming where he's going with the ball because he's been in this offense five, seven years before, seven years ago. So he can get off the couch because the muscle memory is there. He doesn't have to learn this offense. He's already performed in this offense. And so he can get off the couch because he's already he, – this is deja vu for him. He knows his reach. He knows his hots. He knows the protection. The only difference is just he's actually in the same division. He's just
0: in a different jersey. He's lived that life. He's done this. He's been there. So I think you make a valid point. What I'm hearing is the dude did not just get off the couch. The dude just not, did not just come off the street – He has history. He knows it. You know, you used a phrase, Steve. You said, as a receiver, I want to throw my hat in. Let me ask you this. Your former teammate Greg Olson said he loves his gig as an analyst with Fox, but would not rule out interviewing for the Carolina coaching job. Would you throw your hat in for that?
2: No. Um, And here's why I got several reasons why. One, I don't like repeating myself. Two, I am very uncomfortable. Coaching in regards to the way my wife's nice vehicles are gassed up is by someone else's effort and ability to do their job adequately enough that the gas money, the grocery money, the private school, um, all of that is per is basically on the backs of some other guys. Nah, no, I, I I just um. I lived enough football and risked, risked and gambled enough. And I say gamble not in, like, sports betting but gambling. And, hey, can I play well enough to pay for my kids to go to college? I won. I'm already playing with house money. Man, you got hey, a great philosopher named uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. He has a song about it. You got no one to hold him, no one to fold him. I'm, I'm not in that game. So I'll do analyst work uh, and and, and – and, Stay
0: there. There you go. And you can see him tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, NFL game day kickoff. Also Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, NFL game day kickoff. That is ahead of a triple header on NFL Network. He's 89. Steve Smith Sr. Steve, appreciate you, dude. Thank you very much. Another all-time jungle interview. Nice job, dude. Appreciate it. So it's getting cold again, and I've got a tremendous way to stay warm. Two words, Heat holders. Heat holders. Heat Holders make the warmest thermal socks around. They keep your feet warmer than just ordinary socks in the coldest conditions. Perfect for those winter sports like skiing or weekend in the coldest parts of Wisconsin, for instance. How do they do it? Heat Holders uses a three-stage process with a cashmere-like advanced insulating yarn that is soft to the touch and brushed on the inside that traps warm air closer to your skin it keeps your feet warmer comfortable and dry they are absolutely the softest most comfortable socks i've ever worn guaranteed they also have hats gloves throws scarves and more Give somebody heat holders for the holidays that you know need these badly. They will appreciate the hookup and your discovery. Go to heatholders.com, enter my code Rome R-O-M-E, and save 15% off your order. Receive free shipping with a purchase of $25 or more. If you don't want to freeze this winter, go to heatholders.com and use the code Rome Once again, that's heatholders.com, heatholders, making life warmer we are joined right now by nick nurse nick it is so good to talk to you again nick how you feeling feeling good jim how you doing good good nick in fact if i am not mistaken this is the first time you and i have spoken since you took on this challenge so bring me up to date how's life in philly and what was your mindset nick when you went to attack this next chapter of your career and your life
3: yeah first of all things are good um enjoyed uh moving here and and uh Everything about Philly—it's—it's it's true about you know it's a—it's a serious sports town. i, I say that uh, in, in Toronto, people would say hello to me, and that'd be about it. Hey, coach, how's it going? And here they say, hey, coach, can you post up and beat more? You know, they—they they coach <laughs> me as well most of the time here. So, right. um, it, it's awesome city. Um, mindset was just to, uh, you know, I knew the team pretty well. Had a lot of playoff battles with them. Coached against them a lot, and just. Uh, Try to just kind of show them how I saw it going against them, and what we could what we could keep, and what we could, you know, polish up, and then you know a few things we could change, and see if we couldn't couldn't make them make them just a little bit better.
0: We're talking to Nick Nurse. In fact, I was going to ask you about that very thing. Like the NBA regular season, Nick obviously is long; it's a grind. Twenty three games, though, is a pretty good sample size. What are some things that maybe you know about this group that you didn't know when you first arrived?
3: yeah well I mean I knew they were good from playing against them they were they were tough right uh, there's no doubt about it but um you know you get here they're really they're really close like this is a this is a good locker room guys get along um, I'm a little i mean I don't know I don't know if I'm surprised or not, but I'm happy about their interest level like they're super interested in the in the the, the small changes that we are making um, they they really um focused in they like to practice they like to they like to go live and scrimmage they like to, to play one-on-one games they you know it's a it's an active uh group both mentally and physically
0: we are talking to nick nurse always good to get that buy-in but of course you come with a lot of credibility and a championship and never a bad thing nick when you inherit the reigning mvp joel Embiid bead had a night last night 41 and 11 Obviously, again, you already knew he was a transcendent talent. What was it like to coach against him, and then what's it like being his coach now?
3: Yeah, so it was really hard coaching against him, Jim. I mean, especially we went through a pretty good stretch there uh, in Toronto where we didn't really have a matchup for him, a center at all. Um, But that's okay. I mean, it didn't mean we couldn't come up with things. I mean, we threw, you know, literally every scheme you could throw at him from – You know, just putting two guys on him so he couldn't get the ball to. As soon as he got it, putting three guys on him to dribbling, doubling him off the bounce, to doubling him at the top of the key. To you know, just everything we could do to try to stop him and and slow him down. Um, He was just you know that hard to stop, and he is that hard to stop. So uh, that's that's you know from going against him, but um, you know now with him, I'm just trying to continue to let him you know do what he can do, which is which is a lot like his, his repertoire is, 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 is big, you know, like he can, he can shoot the three. He can, he can grab a rebound, take it coast to coast. He obviously can post his, his shooting stroke is, is absolutely money. He can draw fouls. He can pass them. Like he can do a lot. And, and I'm just, again, just trying to let him do it in a, in a little bit more unpredictable way, you know, so they don't really see what's coming or not too repetitive. It isn't going to be like 20 straight post-ups or 20 straight nail catches or or 20 straight pick and rolls or whatever. I'm just trying to give them some freedom to – to to be just a little more unpredictable out
0: there. I've got to think, too, Nick, as a player, and especially a player of that caliber, that's got to be so refreshing for him as well. That's got to energize him. Nick Nurse is joining us. You know, when you look at James Harden's departure, what that does, among other things, Nick, it creates a greater opportunity for Tyrese Maxey, who I absolutely love. He has been delivering, as a result, higher usage rate. He's been really good from beyond the arc. How committed is he to improving his entire game? And then what do you think his ceiling is?
3: Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was that was always kind of um you know, one one thing if we if we didn't have James back that it was going to, you know, maybe just by default the ball was going to get put in Tyrese's hands like all the time, right? So, and he hadn't done much of that. So, learning that and and shouldering that, you know, the the mental and physical energy it takes to to run the team, bring the ball up the floor, um use your voice, you know, be a leader, all those kind of things is is something he's still growing into. He's making some huge strides. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I've really tried to just kind of say, like, "Hey, Tyrese, take those five guys down to that basket and run through all the plays. I'm not coming with. Like, you got to do it. Like, you know, like, like, tell them what to do and, and get 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 that leadership voice going a little bit." He's just so fast, Jim. He's so fast to the right, and he's deadly with the three ball going left. It's like you got to kind of pick your poison of what. You know what do you want to do with him? Which way do you want him to go? Or, or how do you keep him in front of you? Um, that's that's impressed me. He can he can score it off the bounce and he can really shoot deep, um, comfortable threes. So, um, ceilings up there somewhere, but he ain't, he isn't there yet. It's up there though.
0: No doubt. Philadelphia head coach Nick Nurse joining us. Nick, a guy who I know is not afraid to use his voice. Patrick Beverly, different dude running on different <laughs> fuel. Even to this day, I love the guy, man. I love him so much. And not surprisingly, Nick, the fans in Philly took right to him. He credits a recent conversation that you had with him for his increased offensive output. What prompted you to tell him to be more aggressive shooting the ball? And then what's he brought to your team in the way of intangibles?
3: Yeah, so first of all, he brings something every day, uh, Jim. Like seriously, he just brings a an energy and a, and a compete level every, every single day and a, and a willingness to try to help our team get better. And that's, that's like you're replaceable as, you know, as a coach, he's like, your he's like your locker room guy and he's like your defensive drill guy. And he's, he's, he's always trying to, to lead. That's, that's great. I mean, listen, I just told him, I don't know when it was maybe 10 to 12 days ago or something. I'm like, Pat, shoot the ball. Like they're disrespect you know, they're they're just disrespecting you out there, man. You're a good you know. your career, like thirty six, thirty eight percent three shoot the ball, man. He said he said, uh, say less, coach. I'm on it. So, <laughs> say less
0: coach. Yep. That's really funny. Say less, coach. Yeah. I love that line. Say less, say <laughs> less. My kid says that to me. Say, well, he doesn't say it to me in a disrespectful way, but say less, say less. Yeah. Nick Nurse joining yeah. us for a few more moments. You no, know, Nick, when you were in Toronto, you and I would speak pretty often and then Masai Ujiri would come on the program and he and I would speak pretty often. Obviously when you think about teams in the NBA that have success, you've got to have that great working relationship between a head coach and a GM. What's it been like to collaborate with Daryl Morey so far? How would you describe that relationship?
3: No it's been good in fact in fact jim i I worked for daryl before um he was at Houston when I was a head coach of the rio Grande valley vipers and that was that was uh i don't know 2012, twenty twelve twenty twenty eleven twenty twelve twenty thirteen something like that, and I kind of wanted to go there because he was he was out there in in kind of the the forefront of the analytics money ball for basketball or whatever you want to say and I kind of just wanted to get in there and see what I could learn from them and what they were doing down there so had a couple of good years there uh, with him, um, and so obviously got a little bit of background. Um, you know, I, people say, you know, why would you come to Philly for? I said, well, I, I thought they had a really good team, and and uh, Daryl gets it done. You know, putting a roster together, and, and I like the ownership group. So it was, it was a you know those three things, and Daryl's a big part of that.
0: No brainer. So Nick, one last thought. Like as I mentioned, you're going to face the Pistons again tomorrow night. Last night yeah. you handed them. Their 21st consecutive loss since their head coach, Monty Williams, is without question one of the most respected people in the entire league. He's a two-time NBA coach of the year. You know, I mean, obviously he knows. I mean, that's a a pedigreed, classy guy. I'm curious, though, did you offer, as competitive as you are, did you offer him any words of encouragement? I mean, clearly you're looking to win every single game, but this is a small coaching fraternity, and this can't be an easy season for Monty. Like, how did you handle that with him?
3: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. Uh, you're right. We go, we're going out there and and understanding and expecting it to be a tough, tough road win. And and it and it it was. I mean, we played there uh, maybe three weeks ago in the in the cup, and that that was a physical, close, tough game. And you're just trying to get your guys ready to to, to go out there and win and and try to keep their mind focused on on getting better and playing, you know, performing the way we want them to perform. We're going to, are we going to guard and are we going to share the basketball and are we going to make the right reads and, and go out there and be pros. And, and you're certainly, you know, you're, you're going to do that. Um, th- those situations I've been in them myself, they're, they're not any fun. We, you know, when we got relocated to Tampa, we, we were getting, we were getting beat a heck of a lot down there and, and they're not fun. And and what you do is, as opposing coaches, you know, no, nobody's rolling over for anybody. Jim, in this league it's it's a competitive thing but you got to do it professionally and with as much class as you can
0: makes sense to me he is the head coach of the philadelphia 76ers he's got an nba championship he's got a coach of the year award and they're playing good ball nick awesome to get caught up man that was so much fun great to hear your voice great to have you back on the show and i appreciate you making time nick
3: Yep, always a pleasure coming on, Jim. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
0: US Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you too because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at US Cellular. Get any phone free today. US Cellular built for For us, terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. You can beef about anything you want. Sports, non-sports, anything. Anything except your bathroom beefs. I don't want those. The JN beefs. I don't want those. Other than that, it's fair game. Anything you want to hit works. Call with a beef. Get on the X with a beef. Email me a beef. Let's do it. I want to start with the callers. one 800 636 8-6, eight, eight, let's start in the ATL, Jason in Atlanta, Jason, what's your beef?
2: Jimmy, my beef is with CVS, I get these coupons in the mail, that sound pretty enticing, 25, 30% off your entire purchase, but the fine print says not valid on sale items, well I get into the CVS, and there are these yellow tags, on virtually everything in the store. 99% of everything in there has a yellow tag. I can't use my coupon. And if you inadvertently get your receipt printed out, those stupid things are still as long as a
0: football field. My man, I feel you. Jason, hey, one thing. That's a valid beef. One thing that I forgot to remind you of. Keep them tight. Keep them tight. Make it precise, concise. Brevity's good. Get in, get out. one 800 six three six eight six eight six let's go to san francisco george good to have you what's your beef hey rome thanks for the vine my beefs with draymond dude signed a four-year hundred million dollar contract this off season only to put together a wwe mixtape this season come on dude you're hurting us and not helping us out nice job that's fair that's fair I've got my take, so I'm not going to respond to it just here, but I'll respond in take form. But you're not wrong. 1-800-636-8686. So far, so good. Let's go to Driftwood. Ben, good to have you. Ben, what's your take?
2: Hey, Rome. Good to be back in the June gal, as Rick Carlisle once said. My beef is with the king of all things audio, Alvin Deloro. Cindy has a theme. Jacques has a song. You have your opening. But be is songless. Wore Albie's new walk-up music. <clears throat> Open the door, get on the floor. Albie walking the dinosaur. Boom, boom, shakalaka-laka-boom. Ah. That's
1: not
0: a good call. No. You don't like that don't Hey, like Albie, that why call. did you run him?
1: Not a very good call.
0: Albie, why did you run him? He's trying to give you a theme song. He's trying to pick you up. <laughs> Albie, why did you run him, dude? Albie's like, I didn't like that song. That's not a good song. I don't know, Albie. I kind of did like that song, and I thought that it was a pretty good song. You just didn't give him a chance to get to the chorus. 1 800 636 8686. Let's go to Grand Rapids. Evan in the GR. Evan, what's your beef? Jim, love the show. You're a legend. My beef is with Amon Ra and the
2: Lions offense because my wife is taking me to my first NFL game this weekend, and if I have to see as lame and miserable of an offense as I did last Sunday, I'm walking out of there
0: in a trash bag. Out. I hear you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, listen, we all have concerns about their defense, right? The defense has been a concern for quite some time. There weren't concerns until recently about that offense. Make a very good point, dude. Amon Ra. We're trying to get Amon Ra. For a long time. I can't seem to run him down. I think the karma is starting to spin back on Detroit. My man, I love you. That's an OC dude. I love Amon Ra. Come on, man. Get right. Come on the program. You may not need it, but that team needs it. And I've got your back. I love that guy. I've been trying to get him for a long time. 1-800-636-8686. What do you think? Tommy, where to? Let's go to Boise, Duke in Boise. Good to have you, Duke. What's your beef?
2: Hey, uh, my beef, Jim, is with my next-door neighbor who can't figure out what uh, holiday they want to celebrate. They got deflated Halloween costumes still out there and a Christmas tree and lights up. Pick a holiday, go with it,
0: clean up your yard, out. Got it. Like I said, you can beef about anything you want. Right there, back-to-back, great example. One guy beefing about the Lions offense, The next guy beefing about his neighbor's front yard and them not knowing what holiday it is. Like I said, anything is fair game, except for your toilet humor and your JN humor. I don't want that. Let's go to Terry in Texas. Good to have you, Terry. What's your beef?
2: I got beef with old dudes that wash their entire body in public restrooms after they take a leak. They got a gargle washed behind their ears.
0: No bathroom smack right Alvy? Like terry not a very good terry terry he said i got a beef with old dudes who wash their entire body in the bathroom they take a leak they wash behind their ears i terry i just said it terry you can beef about anything you want except toilet humor bathroom smack and J.N. Smack. And then the very first call is some dude talking about toilet humor. I, I don't Terry? even think that he did it to disrespect me. I think that was his beef, and he wasn't listening. Or do didn't care. Or thought he had a loophole. Terry? 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 I know that you thought that you were okay because you were talking about the sink, but you referenced the bathroom. And the phrase taking a leak gave it away. The bathroom includes all the above. The urinal, the deodorant puck, the sink, the toilet. All of it. Let's reset it. Terry. Terry one eight hundred six three six eight six eight six let's try wichita earl what's your beef earl my beef is with the new chiefs fans they they're like the old joke difference between a puppy and a chiefs
2: fan at some point the puppy quits whining look you newbies Here's the thing, man. Expectation versus accomplishment. Some of us waited 50 years before the bowl, and so yeah, we we have expectations. But man, hang your hat on accomplishments and quit whining about expectations when it doesn't turn out right, man. Chief on, we're gonna get it done. War KF8 Sports Radio in Wichita. Go get him, Jimmy.
0: Oh, he's been there. He's old school. He's like, come on, newbies. Come on, newbies. Y'all want it, and y'all want it right now. You know nothing about delayed gratification. Like, decades of delayed gratification. I like it. I've not forgotten about your written beefs. I will get there. The thing about it is, Tommy, on my screen, there is no six. Let me refresh and see if that works. Let's go to Josh in Iowa. Good to have you, Josh. What's your beef?
2: My beef is with dogs. They come into your life. They live for like maybe 10 years.
3: They force you to fall in love with them. They get hit by a car or something. They just don't live long enough. What the heck, dogs?
0: Out, James. That sucks. I agree, dude. I agree. It's kind of like, you know, if you're put yourself out there, like you don't want to get your heart broken again. Therefore, you can never love again. It's true. Both our cats are 16 right now. And... Well, Sapphire nearly bought it a couple of times. He's sick right now. But dude, that cat's a warrior. He will not leave. He will not leave us. He will not go. We take him to the vet. It costs a fortune. They do unspeakable things to him. And he never blinks. And he comes home and he's happy. Then Cody the ragdoll cat gets up in his face. I question the mental health of Cody the ragdoll right now. He gets up in Sapphire's face. And just screeches, man. Just hisses at him. I'm like, yo, you two are boys. What happened? No, it's true. I'm an animal person. Uh, believe me, I've lost many an animal that I like, that I loved more than people. I'll just say it. It's true. I've had many an animal that meant more to me than most people. I feel you, dude. one 800 636 8686. Let's go to Jeffrey, South Carolina. Good to have you, Jeffrey. What's your beef?
2: Hey, Jim. My beef is with people that you see them pull up at the gas station. They get the nozzle out, put it in the vehicle, and they don't even stand there and finish the job. They sit right back in the car while it's refueling, and then they get back out, and put the nozzle up, and leave. That's all.
0: You know what, dude? I do that. I do that. I don't know what the problem with that is. I do that. I mean, I do I have to stand outside? Yeah, don't even get it. Don't even come at me with, yo, yo, Rome, must be pretty cold in California. You can't stand outside? Yeah, but why do I have to? Can I get back in the car and just get off a few texts? No, Rome, you can text while standing up next to your hose. Why do I have to stand in the fumes? Is that part of the deal? Hey, listen, dude, if your thing is why don't you just stay there and not get back in your car and then forget about it and then we're left waiting 10 minutes because you don't even know that the tank is full. That's different. I honestly, frankly, I do it all the time because when I fill up, I fill up. And that's not a flex. I'm not I'm not here to crack on somebody who comes in and puts in two dollars worth of gas because that'll get you about 200 feet. No, I mean I fill up but I'm not going to lie. If it's going to cost me a hundred bucks to fill up and it's going slowly because inevitably it will, I'm going to get my ass back in the car and make a phone call and get off a few texts, maybe bump some tunes. I don't know. I got to admit, I, I disagree with that, but I appreciate it, but I respect it. There are no wrong beefs except for maybe that one. Maybe. Let's go to Boise. Boise's coming in strong in the beef segment. The second time today, as I always say about the beef segment, what I love, all 50 are in. The entire nation plays the beef game. Let's go back to Boise, PJ. Hey, PJ, what's your beef?
3: Um, I'm on my way to Boise, actually, and my beef is with uh, dudes that date your daughter and invite her um, to your hometown for a week on vacation, and then the daughter finds out that – dude has a side chick and so dad's driving the Boise from Portland to pick up his daughter that's my beef thanks Jim
0: well man that that was almost as confusing as that exam that Steve Smith dropped on me but okay yeah I I guess much like that exam which I ultimately got around to figuring out I figured out that beef at the very end yeah that would be disconcerting I guess that would kind of piss you off if you were a dad I don't know, though. I don't have daughters. I have two sons. 1-800-636-8686. Tommy, you look confused, yo. Let's go to the ABQ. Daryl. By the way, Albuquerque is an original four affiliate. They get preferential treatment. Daryl, what's going on with your beef? Thanks
3: for being there, Romy. My beef is you call a medical office or somebody that has the automatic answering machines, and they say, please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. Like, I remember the menu options from five years ago, the last time I called them. Thanks.
0: My man, Rack him. That was my favorite one yet. Rack him. That was awesome. 1-800-636. Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you please go back to the old menu? You ever go to a website and they change their website and then they offer you the opportunity to go back to the classic website? That's what they should do at the doctor's office. Now, can we go back to the classic menu options, please? Let's try El Paso. Bobby, good to have you. Bobby, what's your beef? My beef is with Cam Newton calling out other quarterbacks who are better than he's ever thought about being when he wouldn't even jump on his own fumble in the Super Bowl. Ouch. Rack him. That's strong beef. That's a strong beef, dude. I like it. He got off to a very shaky start. He was not ready, then BAM! Just got it right out there. He's got a beef with Cam Newton calling out, and that's a burn right there. My man got roasted. He called out other quarterbacks. No, he called him out for calling out other quarterbacks that are better than him when he couldn't even fall on a fumble during the Super Bowl. ROASTED! Speaking of former quarterbacks calling people out, you check out Big Ben. He roasted Mike Tomlin. I'll get there a little bit later on. All right, back to the phones. Hey, can I interrupt this thought? Clones, hell of a job today on the beefs. Keep it up. Keep coming. This is good. Really good. Let's go to Pomona. Anthony in Pomona. I bet this is not his first rodeo. Anthony, what's your beef? Hey, Jimmy. My beef is with my mother-in-law for bitching and complaining every day
2: for two weeks. Put the Christmas lights up. Put the Christmas lights up. So I put them up without, you know, without any trepidation. Get up there. Put all the lights up. And now she refuses to put them on because the electric bill's too high. Make up your mind. We're the only kooks on the block now with no lights on but lights up. Get it together, mother-in-law. Ugh.
0: Rack him. I knew that dude could handle it. We're the only kooks on the block. You know what? First of all, when he effortlessly inserted the word trepidation, I knew it was going to go well. But then when he tagged it with, we're the only kooks on the block with lights up but not on. I knew he nailed it. Anthony, good job, dude. Well done. If your beef gets racked, You know you nailed it. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the ATX. Love to see the ATX, by the way. Vince, good to have you. What's your beef?
2: me. what up? My beef is with people who bitch and complain about white elephant gifts. They're a gag gift. Nothing serious. Get over it. Move on. Happy Hanukkah. Out.
0: Vince and the ATX. <laughs> all right, dude. Tis the season, right, Vince? I kind of like this notion of a beef about people who complain. Why complain about anything at all? Trust me. No matter what, you, what it is you're complaining about, there are so many people that have it so much worse. And by the way, I'm as, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm as guilty as you are. We should all stop complaining because there are so many folks who have it so much worse. Let's keep moving. This is great. The second somebody drops, somebody calls right up. There's a lot of beef out there. Kenny in Topeka. Great to have you, Kenny. What's your beef? Kenny, go ahead. You're on the air. You were.
1: Ah, Now you're not. It's
0: all right. You don't like
1: that car. I don't like that Mm car. Not a very good car.
0: We had a 17-minute run. Should we go to the written beefs? Let's read some. Good run. Brad Meyer, quote, My beef is with wives who send you something that causes you to completely panic only to have misread something that is essential to the story. Signed, Rome. Ward Dodger Jano knowing what Fahrenheit means. Yeah, she does, but she misread that. And then I had no choice but to run her under the bus because I led the show with it. I told her the story. And by the way, it was good news. It was a pleasant surprise. I'm glad she got that wrong. Best mistake ever. I'm glad she got that wrong. So I reiterated that story to her last night. And she said, so what did you say? What did you do? I said, I did the right thing. I ran you under the bus and blamed you. Anyway, we're both happy about that. Jimmers, my beef is with the pockmarked Gen Zier working behind the counter of the local chicken shack who calls every customer boss. Hey, Tool, I'm not your boss. If I was and I pulled that crap, you'd be hitting the brakes, pal. Tommy in the 316, former 714. Tommy, I know a dude like that. I don't want to say where it is because it could work its way back. It's so insincere that I can't imagine he has any idea who I am. But I go to a certain establishment and I get that same thing. Yo, boss. Yo, boss. Yo, boss. Here you go, boss. What's going on, boss? You're welcome, boss. Have a good day, boss. Yo, boss. Yo, boss. Hey, Jim, my beef is when you call a service provider of some sort, they can't help you with the issue you called about, but at the in- end, they insist on asking, is there anything else I can help you with? I hate this. Larry Ginsburg, H-Town. He's got a good point now. You didn't help me with anything to begin with. So what do you mean? Is there anything else I can help you with? You didn't help me with the one thing I called you about. Why? Why? So the answer is no. No, you can't. You couldn't help me with what I needed. Why do you think you're going to help me with anything else? Not to mention you lost the opportunity. The only thing worse than that is when they hit you with that, that random survey afterwards. Would you mind filling out a survey to talk about our customer service? No, no, I'm not doing that. Not not until your 15 minute survey says or has an option which says the customer service sucks. I love that, man. They they will you and then then you have to click out of five things to get out of that fifteen minute survey after waiting fifteen minutes to not get your answer to your question. Hey, Larry, you set me off, dude. I feel you. JPR, I have a beef with rednecks. They try to talk to me with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Hey Jethro, it's already hard enough to make out what you're saying without a Marlboro One Thousand dangling dangling from your lips. Is that? Watch it go up and down. Ashes, ashes, all fall down. But. At least you have the decency to do that weird thing with your mouth, where you stretch it down towards your neck, so you don't, <laughs> so you don't blow smoke right in my face. So thanks for nothing, dude. That was so good. Jeff C and the NC that that had a number of twists and turns that I did not expect. Jim, my beef is with cyclist dudes who weave. In and out of the bike lane, blowing right through stop signs, and wearing spandex shorts so tight that you can tell what religion he is. Damn, Dan. Hey, Alvin, can we run written beefs? Ah! That's no. Thanks. Oh, you don't like that, call. Jimmy? I, like that I have a beef with subscription streaming services how the hell did i come to have nine different services because i love nine different shows get it together operators and give us a couple of options and put all the shows on those i think there is a certain method to their madness and i think you're on it i think that's why they do that i don't know i'll work on it hey Rome, i got a beef I have a beef with the squirrel on the road this morning. Bro was bouncing back and forth, trying to decide between getting a nut or living. He couldn't make a decision to save his life, literally. Rest in peace, squirrel. Derek G., nicely done. Wisco Jim, what is it with the sideways peace sign that guys have to flash when posing for photos with other guys. That is getting old. It's not cool anymore and overdone. Can't anybody think of anything more original to do with their digits during a photo? How about just smiling with your hands by your side? How about your hands around your buddy's shoulders? Jerome in Vegas, also well done. That's original. I love an original beef. Romy, my beef is with my liver. My doctor says I need to stop drinking so much, and it's all because of you, liver. Get your act together. Jerome and Bugaha, man, we are on one. This is the best beef segment in a long time. Both written and callers. Jim, my beef is with my sister-in-law. She drank some Dorito juice, and now she thinks that she can dance, eats handfuls of street dogs, and thinks that she is super nice since she can change clothes in a blink of an eye. Signed, Bowen Brunswick. Bro, you're dancing all over that line. I know exactly what you did there. I'm going to allow it because I'm in a good mood. Just know, Bo, I know what you did there. Hi, Romulus. My beef is with the Toronto media that are still peddling tales that Otani was coming to the Blue Jays. Same guys that have been calling Leafs championships in December for nearly 50 years. Best, Tony in the 416. You're right, dude. He was not coming. Nor was he going to you either, Frisco. Romy, my beef is with you. Not inviting me to be a guest on the Jim Rome podcast. Your buddy, Eric in Orlando. So, bro, you went right by not getting a call for the book. Right to being a guest on the podcast. Hey, Eric, you're not getting a call for the book, nor are you getting on the podcast. Eric's like, dude, why Why have you not booked me for episode 300? It's a given. It's the most obvious thing ever. Why Why did Bob Costas jump ahead of me, Eric in Orlando? Hey, Rome, my beef is with talk show host, no names mentioned, who have a weekly segment but keep jerking with the start time. Pick a start time and stick with it. Regards, Scott and Crabchester. Bro, really? You got to be fluid with this, man. You got to roll with it. Things change. We do it where it fits. There's a lot of moving parts to the show, bro. You can do it. It's never, ever been the way it worked. There's a beef season, there's a beef off-season, there's a third-hour beef, there's a second-hour beef. Hey, Scotty, sorry it doesn't work for you, bro, but what do you know, Scott? You made it in anyway with a beef. Not a good one, but you made it in. Hey, Jim, my beef is with all the tracking my wife has on my phone. Life 360 to see where I'm at all the time. Bank account debit notifications. I can't go get a harmless burger and fries without her asking me, what did you eat today when I get home? Jake in Reno County, that's good. That's strong. Man, we're all the way to 27. Finally, a beef response to a beef. Rodster writes, my beef is with the caller on Cam Newton. When those quarterbacks win a Heisman in NFL MVP, and get to a Super Bowl, then you can run that beef. Cam is one of one. Hashtag beef. Here we go. Here's another one. Rome. I got a beef with that bicycle shorts comment. Thanks for that visual, brah. Dino in Vegas. Hey, Dino, you best not thank anybody for anything after what you did. You assaulted. Assaulted and infected the ears. You gave us all ear BD, Dino. We all have ear venereal disease, Dino, because of you. So don't you be coming up in here and I thanking somebody wait. for a visual. Hey, Dino, thanks for the audio. I have ear herpes because of you, Dino. Trust me, you did way more to scar. Think of the worst. MMA cauliflower ear you've ever seen. All of our ears, Dino, look like that times 100 because of this. None of us can even hear anymore, Dino, because of you.
3: More the Las Vegas A's.
0: Wow. Hey, Roll. my beef is with the guy who thinks that it's okay to text while pumping gas. Sure, guy, let's set off an electric magnetic explosion and blow up the whole damn block. Great idea, bro. Dude, I'm not lighting cigarettes at the gas station. I'm getting back into my car and looking at my phone. What are we talking about here, man? Here's another one. I believe it's somewhat of a hazard to use a cell phone near the open gas tank and hose and standing next to the hose, breathing ethanol ain't the healthiest thing ever. I'll say it again. I'm getting into my car. Is it? Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I will own it. Who's the beef with? Me or the beefer? Or the beef within the beef? You have my back. I'm saying it's unsafe. I know this. This is why I get into my car. Okay. As long as you're having a beef within the beef. Then I got you. A beef with a beefer. My beef is with, this guy writes, my beef is with Alvy not running that confused Boise guy. Rome, you said when you were in Boise, or you said you were in Boise, so dude, you are in Boise. Don't correct the host. I had the same thought, Alvy. I had the same thought. It's not just correcting the host about the caller's name. He corrected the host when the host said, let's go to so-and-so in Boise. Boise. He said, "I'm not actually in Boise. I'm on my way to Boise. Can we retroactively run that guy, please?" That's
1: not a good call. No.
0: You don't like I agree it. with you, Ray I don't
1: like that call. Not
0: Carl knows. said the same thing. The car from Boise should have been run for correcting the host.) That's not a good- Man, smack, my beef is with that loser living with his mother-in-law and complaining about her paying for their electric bill. Get off your mother-in-law's bleep, brah. Greg and the ATX. Hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, that was some kind of segment. That, that's incredible. 31? Tommy, that's got to be the record, Right. If it's not the record, it's right on it. And almost every phone line is still lit. lit. All you have to do is turn your beef into a take and it still works. A call. A call. The Tourette's is kicking in again. A car. Alvy, what do we have here? Good night.